Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Live from the 6th and Peabody studio and across the Outkick network, this is Outkick 360 with Jonathan Hutton, Chad Withrow, and Paul Kuharski. Final hours here in 15 minutes. Dan Dockich will be here. Final four coming up. Kansas, Villanova, followed by UNC and Duke. Tip-off is at 6.09 Eastern on Saturday evening, 5, 5.09 Central on TBS, uh, the Final Four on TBS. And, of course, uh, tip-off roughly two and a half hours after the first tip-off. So we'll say 8.49 Eastern for Duke in Carolina. Which I cannot wait for. No, it's going to be cannot great. Cannot wait for You know, we opened the show saying it felt like Friday, so this kind of feels like the final hour of the show for the week. That's what it feels like to me right now. No, Hutton, I'm with you. I cannot wait for uh, the nightcap on Saturday between North Carolina and Duke. And I'm hoping that the you know the injury situation for, for Nova doesn't play a massive factor. Yeah, I fear it will. Uh, against Kansas. Kansas, though, the way that they came out in that second half against Miami – and, ju- I mean, just barnstormed them, uh, allowing only 15 points in the second half. If they crazy, play like that. Crazy. I mean, and, and Miami was playing well in the first half. I mean, they, they were attacking the rim, uh, speeding up and down the floor, and then from the opening possession of the second half, Kansas just turned it on. Like Bill Self went in there and just said, hey, guys, uh, legacy's on the line here. Do you want to win or not? Well, and, you know, Kansas. They, it was like a light switch. Kansas very quietly is the last one seed hanging around. Uh, I feel like, you know, that, and, and this is exactly where they want to be. They're not getting a lot of talk because of the specter of Duke UNC in the NCAA tournament in the Final Four coming into this. So they're kind of miraculously flying under the radar as the last yeah. one seed left. In, well, this and, in a way, so is Bill Self. Yeah. I mean, Bill Self is now in his fourth Final Four. He has 20 conference titles. He has won 10 conference tournaments. Of course, Kansas did both of those this year in the Big 12. I mean, it's rather remarkable when you, when you consider the resume. We're all focused on what's going on with Coach K and then on the opposite bench, Hubert Davis, and what they've accomplished in this tournament with the Tar Heels. And oh, by the way, the winner's likely getting Kansas. I hesitate in saying likely, but I think there, there is an injury concern factor for me that has me leaning Jayhawks in this. If Jay Wright and Villanova win on Saturday, it may be his best coaching job yet. Well, if, if this well, team, without their second leading scorer, with no time to prep for it, five days to prepare, this is a, losing their second leading scorer can go and beat Kansas and get to a national championship game, may be his best coaching job yet. Uh, Jay Wright, if he wins the championship, is on a John Wooden tear right now. He's won three out of five? Three out of six. It'll yeah. be three and six, and the only other program to win as many ter- championships in that span is UCLA with Wooden. Uh, and and it, that, that's also remarkable. Yeah, Coach K won in 91-92, back-to-back, and then nine years later in 01 was his next. And then nine years after that, 
was his next title in 2010 and then won 2010-2015 in relative short order. That's how difficult it is to bunch them up that quickly. I don't think it's just, uh, I, I mean, obviously Moore's out. I think Gillespie's hurt too. Uh, and uh, hopefully he's had a good week. But he, I don't think he's himself. He, he had the knee sleeve on before. And then against Michigan at the end of the game, I talked about this. He got his knee tied up and kind of wrenched. Um, and, and I don't think he was quite himself. I hope it's a short-term thing and that he is himself this weekend. But I suspect he's not playing well, it's a huge benefit 100%. that it, it occurred on uh, in the Elite Eight, not in the Sweet 16 for them with Gillespie. You know, you don't have the uh, 24-hour turnaround yeah. between games. You get the full week. Yeah. That's, that's the only safe. So hopefully he's had a good week of rehab and will be more himself. But if he's off uh, uh, somewhat because of that, on top of them losing a, a main guy, you know, they play six, they're down to five. He's going to have to go deeper onto his bench than he wants to. And then one, maybe his heart and soul guy uh, not being completely himself. I, I agree with you, Chad. It'll take a hell of a coaching job for them to. Uh, well, he's to capable get past of doing Kansas. it. No, I, and that, that's I, a program, I still think they're going to win. I still program think with a win. culture that's capable of doing it. Uh, I'll be shocked, though, if they do it. You think they're going to win, Paul? I do. Yeah, well, I, I picked I'll, them at I'll, the start, too, so I'm sticking with them. I'll be shocked uh, if, uh, if Kansas doesn't handle business and win. Nova has the ability to just make it ugly. Yep. You know, that's, how they're, that's how they're winning, even at, what, what at they need full to be. health. You know, they're, they're scoring 50 points, um, <laughs> allowing 48. <laughs> yeah, I, I really think Kansas-Duke is the preferred matchup with – and I'm considering health of the teams, yeah. talent on both rosters. That is a very – that's a juicy national championship game between those two. I like Duke-Nova – and uh, and then Jay Wright could take well, take the there's crown also not a bad from, option <laughs> from no. K and be less sanctimonious about it. So it was 2016 that Chris Jenkins hit the three to give Nova the national their first national title under Jay Wright against North Carolina. So you could have a rematch, rematch of that. Yeah. I mean, there's no you know pick any one of these winners and you're not going to have a dud of a national championship game. This isn't you know with all due respect to was it Virginia Texas Tech. One year in the national championship game, you knew that was going to be a, a low-scoring affair and not two high-profile programs. You're going to have something different in this national championship game, regardless of who wins. Hit us up on Twitter at Outkick360. Uh, Fred Taylor, uh, longtime Jaguars running back um, and never a finalist for the Hall of Fame, but a semifinalist multiple times, right? I believe so, yeah. Um, was on Bustin' with the Boys with Lawan and Compton and, and told a story about how he took $50,000 over the course of his recruitment in cash from Georgia and accepted that cash, went to Florida, and, of course, did not pay that money back to the, the Georgia booster at the time. Uh, took the bag and ran. Uh, what an amazing story as they were chatting about name, image, likeness, and the money that would pass through back in his day and era of recruiting. Well, and brilliant because um, – What are they going to do? I, also, I laugh about, you know, the when everyone was up in arms about the Dan Patrick report about the McDonald's bags of cash that yeah. Tennessee was handing out. And I'm thinking, whether true or not, I, I, I would almost believe it and bet that it went on 20 years ago at Tennessee also. And also, obviously at Georgia and at Florida. I mean, he's not saying what he got from Florida, I'm guessing – to hurt well, his own alma mater, but I I don't think yeah. that, I don't think he took the fifty grand from Georgia, didn't give it back, and then didn't take anything from Florida 
also. <laughs> so, I mean, you can draw your own conclusion about what the bid was at, at Florida. I have a similar story to this with myself. Uh, I once took $1,000 to join a fraternity and took the money, and a schol- it was a scholarship, and then signed with another fraternity. Scholarship for, like, books and things? Like- no, it was $1,000 cash. I mean, it was a $1,000 check, but you could use it on whatever you wanted. And uh, it was called the Sigma Phi Epsilon Balanced Man Scholarship. <laughs> What'd you do with it? Gamble? <laughs> no, I just took the thousand dollars and you know spent it on food and booze or whatever. And then you uh, pledged another, another fraternity. Pledge another fraternity. I want for like twenty four hour period, Chad. I want in your bio uh, Sigma Nu. You know, balanced, uh, most balanced. Gave your chapter name. You know, brother of the Sigma Nu fraternity. Blah blah blah. And then you have. What was it? What fraternity? Sig Ep. Sig, Sig, oh, Sig Ep. Balanced Man. Sig Sig Ep. Scholarship recipient, balanced man. Of, well, it came of two thousand. I did funny. not they, see this story coming at all. No, like, I, but I heard the Fred Taylor story. I mean, they thought I'm like, I did the same thing, just one fiftieth the size of the check, <laughs> and not nearly the commitment to a football well, program. I, I think of. Well, I just so, showed up. Did to parts. nobody ever say anything? Well, no, I mean, yes. The cash was gone. You spent that cash. Well, immediately. I, the, it's not. You know, it's it's strings attached, but it's also supposed to be no strings attached. Oh, by the way, it's during rush a, week. A thousand dollars cash on a college campus goes a long yeah, way. Absolutely, well this was not a small. Loaded. This was not a small deal. Drinks on me, guys. Well, so they brought yeah. they not brought really. basically what it is it, during rush week. They took like the ten guys that they most wanted to sign for their fraternity. And they, we had a banquet, and they gave us all $1,000 checks <laughs> and a plaque that says 2000 Sigma Phi Epsilon Balanced Man Scholarship. This must be some And this is just one of, their, uh, one of their you know, in, enticements to get the guys they want in their fraternity. Had you, had you already well shown fraternity. them what, what a good tour de Franzia player you were? Had you brought the tubing and everything well, over? Well, what our fraternity did was show them the Balanced Man plaque every time there was a dispute. Oh, yeah. They would come out, we would start fighting, and someone would go grab my plaque and tout, you know, start bringing it up to them, and they would put me on their shoulders and run me around. Balance man. We got your balance, balance man. man. We if got your balance have, man right here. Did they give you like 10, 100, crisp $100 bills? No, it was, was a check. check. I mean, it was a check. It I was say a check. cash. Was it, it was, a regular size it check? Cashed, or was it, 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 it was like a publisher's clearinghouse. No, I imagine like you've got the, uh, the former president. You have the alumni, president of the Alumni Association show up with $10,000 cash. And, you know, he's got the wrinkle. You know, Walter White's, like, going through his cash. Some of them have, like, blood stains on them. And he's, like, cash, you know, counting them out. And Chad's just taking there. I'm a, let, me balance, let me balance you out. Balance, so what's man. the most aggressive well, the, move remember, they made to get it back? I remember the, the main um, alumni, the, alum, the alumnus of the fraternity that they would hype up at SIGUP was Mr. Clayton of Clayton Holmes. Who makes trailers? <laughs> yes. So I, I, the whole time, I, my joke was: so your guy's a slumlord. <laughs> like it's really something to be proud of. But he was the one I think that was behind the the money behind the balanced man. So they'd give you the check, and it was one of those printed out, looked like a paycheck. Yeah. You know, it was not hand signed. It was you know printed out. Chad Withrow, balanced man recipient, two thousand, <laughs> one thousand dollar check. What does balanced man mean? It's like a renaissance man, yeah, but I mean, they don't they, know the word renaissance. They they were it was uh you know I from I guess the I, seed of <laughs> Francois von Schmidow. Yes, the balanced man. Did he they was make? Very balanced did in they that make, He had nineteen wives. Did they make a singular <laughs> aggressive move to come after this money? No, not Patsies, once. Patsies. I had, I had uh, the guy the guy who who recruited me the hardest. Remained a friend. 
in the fraternity. So they had a couple other friends there. Some friend there, who facilitated the friend. very much a rival. Like, I, I did not. And, and I, I love this. And looking back, like, I probably should have gone him on. to the fraternity that paid me. I, it was a much more <laughs> think, serious group. Well, you know, I was, well, let I me was ask, 18. Let me, let me ask this from the, from the Withrow Fred Taylor vantage point here. Yeah. If they paid you $1,000 cash, what did Sigma Nu give you? Nothing. I just had tubing. better friends there. Tubing oh. and tubing and lube for well, the tour de France. There were a couple factors. Like I had like six guys from my high school, and they weren't getting recruited by the other fraternity, so it's kind of a package deal. So we all went to Sigma Nu because we all knew we could go there. Um, I had more fun with, with the Sigma Nu guys. They were more of the party slash like fighters yeah. of the group. Yeah. They always got into brawls with other <laughs> and I thought that was kind of cool. At the time, uh, I wasn't a big fighter, but you know, I were would the sit houses, and watch. I don't know the uh, Greek row at the time. Were I can talk trash the best. Were the frat houses side by side by chance? That one, one off. So, but we were oh. across from each other. So, if you, if, if I'm going to draw a, a verbal diagram here of the yes. map, yes. So, Fiji Island, yeah, you've heard of that. It's yes. a big square, yes. grassy area in the middle, and there was a house in the corner, the Pong House, Pi Phi, and then it was us, Sigma Nu. And at an L was Sig Ep. So they were across from us. They were diagonal, one house away. Did they hate you? So you, we could go into our yard, they could go into our yard, and it, or then theirs, and we could yell at each other. I mean, it was that close where you could have a conversation at a loud volume with them in their front yard and ours. And, Did and they hate yard. you over this? Some of them hated me for sure. Yeah. Were you worried? Like, uh, on, no. So on, no, on bid day, though, did you. Did, you go yeah, and you I mean, accept a T-shirt or something, then you like came outside. Or, it was tough. That's how they did it at MTSU. It was tough to uh, like tell the guy who put in the most time with me that I was going to Sigma Nu. <laughs> hey, by the way, the, what did that time entail? I'm still a balanced man, time. but I'm going to Sigma Nu. You put in that time. I love that. I mean, it balanced was, man. It was it was brilliant the way they put him on the beam. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't. I honestly don't know. Like, I think it was the athletics. They needed someone to help them with basketball and flag football, so they would go after guys who played sports in high school. Um, they just really dug what I was offering. I guess I don't. Well, I put, don't know why. Why they it really quashed the Fred Taylor story there. Here we go. The Balanced Man Scholarship. It's called the BMS. <laughs> Oh, wow. It's actually got a Wikipedia. BS. Allows SIGEP to identify and recognize men who embody the fraternity's values and ideals. When used used effectively, the BMS (laughs) can be your chapter's most valuable tool for identifying and recruiting great students, strong leaders, and well-rounded individuals. When used ineffectively. That that, that is how I would describe it. When used ineffectively, people could steal money from you. I I remember going to the dinner, and I was one of the two recipients, and that guy, the other guy pledged, and I did not. So 50-50. And they do, you've probably heard this, the hot boxing, where they bring you into a rush week, and they just don't let you leave. They keep bringing Um, in other brothers or like, Oh, the yeah. girlfriends during, of brothers to talk to you time. and like introduce you to people because yes, yes. they're trying to they're trying to run the clock out. I right. thought where hot you can't boxing, get to other houses. I thought hot boxing was like they turn up the temperature and you you box. No, there was boxing week though that in, in Knoxville. Hutton was, went to one of those. Oh yes, SA boxing tournament. Which, by the way, from a liability standpoint, <laughs> may be the craziest damn thing that happens on a college campus Ooh. is boxing weekend. With the fraternities and sororities well, at the, Tennessee, the sororities don't box. Well, the sorority there were pipe fights. I thought that's what it was called. No, it was uh, it was SA was the, the oh. they they ran the boxing tournament, and um, I feel like yeah, I think it was SA. Did you right? do the Davies balanced Sissy man got, yeah. scholarship originated in 1990 at the Cincinnati chapter? 
of as, as a way to attract men of sound <laughs> mind and men. sound body yeah. while rewarding them for espousing the ideals of the fraternity. Did Chad, you, Chad took the money and ran. Did you do Tour de Francia before or after the hot boxing? That so was, was another, there's that was dehydration. There's dehydration issues there. Speaking of pike fights, it, that was, yeah, uh, that was, that was down fraternity. That was pike. Well, His I, name I, is Brown. Never... It's Scotch. I had never heard of the uh, butt chugging until that story happened. But that fraternity was right next door to me, Pike. I'd use a hundred. I'd use a hundred of the thousand for the Franzia. The Balanced Man Scholarship is <laughs> an investment in the chapter's future. The yeah. investment delivers the returns. Yeah, that's even, they called me. The if future. even one additional new member joins yeah. the chapter, you were the future, except that you never showed up. If enough new members join, the scholarship can literally pay for itself. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, this is embarrassing. Think of the gall that I had, though, to take oh, that I money love it. and then I love it. just not oh, go. Oh, God. I would love for somebody from this fraternity to, to call or text in, to tweet in. Oh. Come in the chat. Defend your boy. DYB. Can you imagine if you get a letter, of, like a notice in the mail that you, you know, owe them $1,000 yeah, plus collector's interest? Collector's agency. Plus interest. It's, yeah, interest hits you over up. these years, yeah, too. Hits you up. That'd actually be a really funny joke someone could play on me and send me that. Somebody, we're, we're, we're here to collect. Hey, uh, Mr. Withrow, we're with SIGEP uh, from 2000, 2004. We represent SIGEP. We're here to collect. We have showed up yeah. to collect. We heard you talking about it on the, on the broadcast. Well, but what, if you, what if you reversed it and you gave your own Withrow, Withrow man, man scholarship? What if SIGEP? I showed up, not That's even it. my fraternity, and as a, a show of, of good grace, decided to pay back the money to an <laughs> incoming freshman that they want in their fraternity? But in a, uh, I just said, here's a thousand dollars. But in a great swerve, me. in a great swerve, he's already committed to Sigma uh, Nu. Privately to Sigma Nu. I get one of the younger brothers, a legacy of Sigma Nu, yes. to take the money and then still go to Sigma <laughs> Nu. I know somebody you know who would love this idea. Probably putting it in practice as we speak. Who's that? Yeah, we'll go to oh, break. I'll tell you. Oh wow, uh, maybe we can make this happen, Chad. Nick, uh, Nick in the uh, in the YouTube chat says, Chad Withrow, the five tool frat boy. <laughs> I mean, that, it's brilliant. Somebody's I mean, texting us, wants to know if the other nine all signed. Uh, it, was, it was only two. I, I don't think there were ten. There were ten finalists, <laughs> they were, and they gave two away. Because they were going broke. Well, I remember they, they brought us there. No, here's what the funny part about it was is. Was it an open payment, no, or was it kind of like, backdoor? But eight guys didn't get it. Oh, it was all backdoor. So it was weird that they brought ten guys there, and they want all of us to join the fraternity, but eight of them had to sit through two of us getting, getting the money, and then they're like, then hey, we still want leaving. you. And Why show them up to embarrass them? If you're going to hand me the check and I'm going to walk across the street and go to another frat. Sig Epp gave uh, Withrow the Balanced Man Scholarship and Sigma Nu gave him Prima Nocta. Yeah. <laughs> and he, well, we, it led to he chose. a... He chose. I will say, it led to... And that, that, during the break, I can tell you some stories <laughs> about that too. But uh, it, led, it led to a, uh, a huge fracas during a flag football game where the plaque was brought out when we played. Oh, our, no. You should play our, for the Balanced Man plaque. Our pledge team played the Sig Epp brothers. <laughs> So all of our freshmen, and we beat them in a playoff game, and it was bloody. Like, it became where the, the play call was me to try to run over someone in flag football over and over again, and it led to a fight. The Balanced Man Scholarship recruiting is the – SIGEP is recruiting the best and brightest men on <laughs> campus, and it pays dividends far greater than just the financial aspect. Oh, far, far greater. <laughs> I saw none of those benefits other than the financial You saw benefits. strictly the financial yeah. benefits. No other benefits. The SIGEP Educational Foundation can be used to award the Balanced Man Scholarship. Oh. 
Do you have anything? Why that, have you never told us this before? I, I can find the plaque. Oh, I think my parents oh, have it. right up there. The ballast man I plaque. Think, is I think going my in parents the have it somewhere. Also, I think it's we should got create the Greek a, letters on it. It's I mean, it's perfect. I think we should create a Chad Withrow balance man logo. I think that we you should balance. I mean, it, look. <laughs> If we could come up with like a scholarship. Of, with your arms out. Like a, oh, almost the balancing over. two things. No, you're almost tipping, but yeah. you're, you're just sustaining it. Like this. <laughs> About to fall. I, I will say college-age men recruiting other college-age men yeah, right there. is one of the stranger phenomenon in all of American cultural society. It's a very weird dynamic. When it's like, hey, have you met my girlfriend? <laughs> like, what? You're an 18-year-old kid showing up. You, you feel it's, like a, a high school recruit. Yeah. That's I mean, what that's, you feel like. That, that was my, you know, uh, the Sewanee <laughs> recruited me, and then Sigat recruited me. You're that that was my recruitment yeah. uh, stories. Dan Dockage is about to join us. Hopefully he's heard part of this. Well, uh, Dan Dockage, you know, probably got recruited <laughs> a little bit heavier than uh, I did yeah. when he went to Indiana. Yeah, and probably more than a Speaking of balanced men, Dan Dockage balances two shows, uh, one in Indy, that for some reason was not number one in the nation this past year for Shocking. Barrett Sports three. Media. Uh, fell all the way to three, which we protest. Plummeted. And uh, he's crushing it across the Outkick Network with Don't At Me. Dan Dockett's previews the Final Four with us next. First, though, a charity concert and dinner uh, this coming Tuesday, April 5th, right here in Nashville at the 1230 Club on Broadway. Full evening of food, drinks, and music. Proceeds going to Fund Recovery's Hall of Fame Family Recovery Fund. It's a fund specifically designated for any former professional football player, their spouse, children, siblings, to receive monetary support for mental health or substance abuse or any services in regards to either of those aspects. Fund Recovery, the official nonprofit of the Pro Football Hall of Fame. Guests will include Charles Haley, Steve Atwater, Steve Hutchinson, Delaney Walker, Eric Decker, and more. Performances by Jesse James Decker, Tyler Rich, Chase Rice, and more. For information or tickets, visit lauren at funrecovery.org. That's the website, lauren at funrecovery.org. Or simply visit the website, funrecovery.org. Get ready for the greatest roast of all time, the Roast of Tom Brady, a Netflix live event happening May 5th Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. I hope Dockich heard the Balanced Man scholarship recipient story from Chad Withrow. Dan Dockich with us on Outkick 360. Time to dive into the final four. Don't at me with Dan Dockich mornings across the Outkick Network. Dan, hope you're doing well. Yeah, you can at me, but I'm not responding. I'm on a I'm on a lifetime ban from responding to people. So at oh. me all you want, but you're not going to hear back from me. I've had enough of you, people. Here we go. You, you do a that great a job, Dan, of going right after your the fan base of your alma mater. I know that even if you're not responding to them on there, you're seeing what they're saying, and then it fuels your fire to just go all in even more on the Indiana current Indiana fan base basketball mentality, which I appreciate. Well, you know, um, there used to be in the state of Indiana expectations. And I was talking to Roy Williams on my indie show today, and we were talking about that very thing. Like you know, Hubert Davis said after they beat Baylor, after North Carolina beat Baylor, hey, look, you put on this jersey, you're expected 
to do things. You're expected to show up in crucial moments. Indiana lost a game. Actually, they won a game against Wyoming and acted like they had just won a national championship. And they had some travel issues. Okay. But they went out and quit, literally quit against St. Mary's. And me, look, a lot of these players have been at Indiana. Former players have been at Indiana two, three, four years. I was there 17 years, man. And to me, that means something. And to me, if you're going to play at Indiana, you can do a lot of things, but you can't quit. So I've had Woodson, you know, and then Woodson fired a guy named Dane Five, who uh, is one of the great players, took Indiana 20 years ago, national championship game. And more importantly, he stood up in the face of a media when Bob Knight was fired. He kept it all together. Knight wanted all the players to leave, march out and go to a junior college for a year. And Fife said, no, we're staying here. We're going to continue because we love Indiana. And Mike Woodson, in his incredible arrogance, decided that, okay, I want to fire Dane Fife, which is fine. But then he threw him under a bus in a press release because Mike Woodson, who came to Indiana, uh, had had problems early and left Indiana, losing to Purdue uh, in the NCAA tournament. The only time that's ever happened, uh, decides that he gets to decide who's an Indiana player. And it pissed me off. And now I got everybody on, in the state on my ass. So it's all good. When don't you have everybody in the state on your ass? When I say nice things, you know, fan bases, you guys know this. Oh, oh yeah. man, I love Indiana. Uh, you know, but with me, um, you know, again, I think personally, let's say Tennessee football, we know the expectation of Memphis basketball. You know, they're going to cheat. I mean, so when they cheat, you're not surprised, right? I mean, hell, they got one of the few places in the country. Dana Kirk went to jail over not only cheating on the court, or in, in, in recruiting, but cheating on his taxes. So, you know, they tried it with Tubby Smith, the greatest dude ever. They didn't like him. And now they've got this guy. So there are certain programs where you're supposed to do certain things, you know, Tennessee football, you're supposed to play well, play for championships, Indiana basketball. We see it in the final four, Duke, North Carolina, Villanova, Kansas, whether you like the schools, whether they've had problems or not, you can't argue that they are four of the blue bloods, most successful programs in the history of college basketball. Dan, I'm getting ready for this Duke-North Carolina game. I feel like the Duke side of this is really, really scared of this, what a loss to North Carolina in Coach K's last game means. More anxious. And I feel like North Carolina is playing with house money at this point with a chance to ruin Coach K's final game. Do you feel that way, or do you think both are entering this game the same way? I I don't know about the same, but I've never bought that house money uh, thing because look, they lose, they're done. Their their chance for national championship is over. I do feel this. I feel like this could be the greatest. Now think about this. Think about great programs, whether it's you know professional or college. Very rarely do you get the opportunity to do something all time great, right? Like North Carolina has had six national championships. They go to the Final Four in the Elite Eight, like it's their job, but. This is an opportunity. Think about it. Hubert Davis in his first year gets eliminate Mike Krzyzewski's last home game, pins a loss on Coach K, his last home game. Then now in the tournament, he gets a chance to end the career of arguably the greatest college basketball coach ever, however you want to define it. He ends the career and then can win a national championship. This has the opportunity for the greatest weekend in the history of North Carolina basketball. On the other side, this has the opportunity for redemption from the home loss and a Cinderella story with Coach K going out. 
I think, you know, Roy Williams again today is like, Dan, I would love to be Hubert Davis, man. I'd give my eye teeth to have a chance to do what he's got the chance to do. Doesn't mean you hate Krzyzewski, does it? It just means you're a competitor. So I think both sides have something going on here. But I'm telling you, in the history of North Carolina basketball, beating Duke, canceling out or eliminating the career of Mike Krzyzewski and going on to the national championship, there is nothing any Carolina person can tell me that would top that in their history. Dan Dockich with us. Don't at me with Dan Dockich on the Outkick Network. On the opposite side, Dan, we've got the first tip-off of, of the Final Four, Kansas and Villanova. Nova's banged up. Kansas just, uh, you know, we, we were discussing the previous segment before Chad's discussion on his balanced man scholarship recipient. Um, how Kansas just turned it on the second half against Miami. I mean, just poured it on. Uh, the onslaught was on in the second half against Miami. Meanwhile, Villanova in the second half lost players due to injury. Yeah, Justin Moore, Jay Wright was on my show, and Jay's like, hey, this is our best player. And I thought, all right, I get that you say that. So I asked a couple guys. I asked Seth Greenberg, Doug Gottlieb, and they're like, yeah, Justin Moore is the best player. That's big. Both teams have guarded, man. You mentioned it. You showed it right there, the tail of the tape. Uh, the game against Miami that Kansas played in the second half is as good a half of basketball from the defensive side as I've seen in this tournament. You know, sometimes we all talk about making shots. And I tell people this all the time. I've got a national championship ring because Keith Smart hit a baseline jump shot to beat uh, Jim Beheim in Syracuse. You know, Knight's a hero. Sarah, uh, Beheim can't win the big one on a jump shot. But in these two games, let me give you some numbers that really stood out to me. Kansas against Villanova. Kansas gave up 56, 72, 61, and 50. That's the total points. A 17-point first half is all Providence can do. A 15-point second half was all that freaking Miami can do in an era where teams are trying to play a little faster. You got a shot clock. You got a 30-second clock. You can only go get 50. And then on the other end, hey, Villanova holds Houston to 44. 44, that's like back in the day when we would hold on to the ball for about a whole second half. Uh, you, Ohio State, 61. Delaware, 60. And, of course, Michigan only got 55. This is a defensive game, man. Both of these teams are playing defense. The key to this game is going to be this. The key is going to be who can go beat their man. If you can't beat your man in this game, you're going to struggle scoring. That's why I give Kansas the advantage. Without Justin Moore, who's good off the dribble, they don't really have anybody. You know, we saw Gillespie get locked up. But this Remy Martin, who averaged 18 and a half when he was at Arizona State, you know, he's the most outstanding player. He hardly played. He was hurt most of the year. It's like Kansas got an extra great player at the tournament. Like, all of a sudden, here comes – he averaged 16 and a half in the tournament, for crying out loud. So, I give the advantage to Kansas. It makes me absolutely sick. Justin Moore, you know, isn't playing. I hate when kids get hurt. But you know what? Uh, Jay Wright's had a week. Hopefully he can figure it out. But I just think you add one player in Remy Martin on one side, you eliminate one player on the other side uh, with freaking Justin Moore. And uh, I just I just don't think Villanova's got enough. So you're on the Jayhawks. Who are they playing Monday night and who wins? That's a great question. I'm going to take Duke just because um, I thought Duke, you know, I thought it was untenable, the situation for Duke. 
you know, on that last home game. I mean, you got 90 players hanging around, pressure, that kind of stuff. I think Duke's a better team. I think Duke's going to win. I think they're going to play Kansas. And I think Kansas is going to win the basketball game. I, I just um, I think Kansas has enough guys. It wouldn't surprise me, frankly, if Duke won the game. It wouldn't surprise me if North Carolina beat Duke the way they're playing. But I think Kansas is ultimately going to win. But I'll tell you this, and this is as crazy, whichever team can get the basketball into the paint off the drive is going to win both games. If you want something to watch, watch that. you got to get the ball into the paint. Two reasons. One, a guy with the ball in the paint off of a dribble, they all have guys that can lift up and shoot. If you come to help, that's what they want. They kick it to the next guy who can step up and shoot from the three-point line. Whoever gets the ball in the paint is going to win. I think it's going to be Duke and Kansas, and I think Kansas gets it done. Dan, a couple of NCAA uh, news items I want to get into with you. First, uh, I'm going to try to get through this without getting too angry. Mark Emmert spoke today and was asked about the Leah Thomas situation and had a very calm, rational response and said, hey, we're going to go with Olympic protocols now moving forward on, on testing for estrogen levels, and that would have solved this issue. Why did they not do this before the national championship <laughs> happened? Well, why is this being talked about and, and said in such a way that could have been done before all of this mess happened and some young ladies were robbed of the opportunity to win a national championship because of this? It could have been solved so easily, yet after the fact he's saying, oh, well, going forward now, we'll just go with Olympic protocols. Because this is what the NCAA does. I'm not an NCAA basher, but I will tell you, they are always reactive. They are never proactive. Like Leah Thomas did not just all of a sudden come out of the blue. These things don't just happen in a, back, in a vacuum. Like I'll tell you right now, there's a young lady that is transitioning from a guy to a gal playing softball for Yale right now. Now, I'm thinking I have that right. No, from what's Leah Thomas from a guy to a gal, so yes. from a gal to a guy. So it's the other way uh, in softball. Well, everybody knows it. It hasn't been reported on. The NCAA knows it. The NCAA knew about Leah Thomas. So taking I testosterone, they, you're saying to play, but playing softball. Yes, not okay. playing baseball. Yeah, playing See softball on testosterone treatment. Yes. 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 Gotcha. So. These things aren't done without people knowing. And the NCAA knew about Leah Thomas. And it's like anything else. When you react to social media, when you wait to see, you know, you put your finger in the air. It's like what the media does in Indy with the Colts. They see which way the wind's blowing with the media and then, or with the fans, and they go that way. That's what they do here. All of a sudden, it got hot, right? All of a sudden, finally, parents started speaking out. And next thing you know, well, we got to do something because there's a hell of a lot more parents that are involved and, and athletes that are involved in a sport that are against this privately sending letters than people even know. And all of a sudden the wind started blowing in a direction and Mark Emmert and the rest figured, well, let's just push it on the Olympic model. They could have done this. They could have done this as soon as Caitlyn Jenner came out, right? As soon as Caitlyn Jenner. Uh, did did her thing. They could have had a plan in place. They knew this was coming, and it's coming more. So it's just a matter they're always behind. They always will be. And when you start basing your decisions on social media, you're a fool. 
And now you've got bipartisan legislation in the works to limit the authority of the NCAA and lower the statute of limitations, make it where things have to be done in an eight-month period. You can't go further than two years back on an investigation. It all seems pretty common sense to me, Dan, when, when I see this proposal. What do you think of it? Well, here's the deal. Uh, we have moved into an area when you talk about – you're talking about cheating, right? Yeah, it just NCAA investigations and how they yeah. go about it. Right. Let, let, the last thing the NCAA wants to do, and I've been told this by them, is we don't want to investigate our members. Now, remember, this is a membership, right? This isn't. This isn't like you know we're for. You're a member. You're you're a, a, a member. So what happens is they don't want to investigate. And what has really happened here is the NCAA is basically saying to you and to me. There's no such thing as cheating in NCAA sports. And that's how coaches feel. I'm telling you, this is how coaches feel. Like, I ask them all the time, all right, can you define cheating to me? And don't, like, switching transcripts, you know, that's cheating. Okay, I get that. But what is cheating, right? Well, I don't really know, Dan, because, you know, there are people making millions of dollars. I just saw a thing today on Arch Miller or Arch Manning that dude is going to make, I don't even know how much he's going to make. There's a kid coming to Indiana named something cups. And he's like third on the list. Somehow he's an Instagram star and he's like third on the list. I know, uh, at least I was told by a lawyer that Montana Fouts, the softball pitcher at Alabama, who's a family friend of ours is making a million a year, the quarterback making a million seven. There is no cheating. There, so the NCAA is basically set, they're shortening the window. They're going to continue to shorten the window until guess what? Don't mess with someone's transcript. Just don't do that. And you're okay. Don't mess with an eligibility issue in terms of, of academic success or failure. But you want to get a car? Shoot. Every coach in the country is trying to line it up. I'm telling you who this helps. I'll tell you right now. Use, uh, this helps a school like Ohio State, Columbus, Ohio, a lot of corporations there, big business city right in the Midwest, no professional sports teams other than a hockey team. I'm telling you, it helps them. You know who it hurts? Minnesota. I was asking Richard Pitino when he was the coach. I go, how's this going to be, man? You got a great city, a lot of business. He goes, damn, we got six professional sports teams here. You think anybody gives a rat's about our freaking shooting guard? No. So um, there are certain cities that are going to be awesome, and Ohio State's one of them. Columbus is one of them. Dan, we look forward to Don't At Me each and every morning on the Outkick Network. You had a great one again today, and uh, we will be chatting with you next week, and we'll be watching Monday morning as you preview. and Well, you'll review the Final Four, and then you preview the championship matchup. We look forward to that. Hey, last thing. Go by ahead. the way, don't tell your listeners. Go. I am on absolute freaking fire betting this tournament tonight do yourself a favor take texas a&m give the four and take fresno against Colorado, uh, coastal carolina in the other game come all on right. fire all right fire. Thanks, chief we took your purdue advice and it backfired yeah, so hopefully this is better. job on that hopefully one. this is better. Oh! it's only loss emert yeah. emert was too busy i'm going with to... you i'm going with you on a&m let's Bet hope it works these out games as, as oh! if they've already been played the docket <laughs> guarantee dan thank you bro thanks dan dan's the man Dan Dockage. Follow him on Twitter at Dan Dockage. We're going to tell you about a great preview of the Final Four we have for you on the way tomorrow. 
Final headlines of the day as well across the sports world. That's next on Outkick 360. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with the fall guy. Let's do it later. Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes. Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. Fall Guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Because nope. I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Here in the Middle Tennessee Nashville area on Monday, we hope you'll swing by either for lunch or uh, for the afternoon, grab a drink, get ready for the national championship game as uh, the Final Four plays out on Saturday. We'll have the championship game here as well on Monday at 6th and Peabody with Yeehaw Beer and Old Smoky Moonshine. We'll be broadcasting live from the 6th and Peabody Beer Garden leading up to tip-off of game number one, Kansas and Villanova, followed by uh, Duke in North Carolina. And then you've got uh, on Monday, we're leading up to tip off of the uh, the national title game. We think it's, I think, our unanimous pick. If we just took a vote, a straw poll vote in here, it would be Kansas and Duke. Although the, Paul's going Providence. But, Duke and Nova for me. But I, uh, we'll have our official picks coming up tomorrow on the show. Um, also tomorrow, Trey Wallace. Boots on the ground in New Orleans. He will be uh, joining us live from New Orleans at the Final Four, where he's covering that for Outkick.com. Uh, always does great work. Bobby Carpenter on tomorrow's show. Brent Hubbs and Austin Price will join us from Knoxville with the very latest on the happenings uh, across uh, Josh Heupel's program, uh, Rick Barnes, and Tennessee basketball. Plus, uh, we'll get some SEC topics in with them as well. Should be a lot of fun. Looking forward to it. Outkick does not go cheap on the uh, travel budget. And Trey's been all over the place, which is great. And uh, looking forward to talking to him down in New Orleans. Uh, so, Bruce Arians is no longer the head coach of the Bucks. Todd Bowles is. And it was Jason Light that 10 days ago admitted that, yeah, there were times where there was friction between Arians and Brady. And then today at the presser, of course, Arians is saying, yeah, no, there was no rift. And Brady's sitting there nodding. But the quote from Jason Light... There's always going to be some friction between people on a staff and players and a coach. It's just normal. When asked specifically if there was friction between Brady and Arians. That was 10 days ago. Now, if you believe the other reports, it was March 15th when Arians first you know, made it known to people within the organization that he was contemplating this. But if you listen to Todd Bowles, he found out two days ago. 16 days, 15 days later? It's all kinds of timing issues. Two weeks later? And, uh, if you're doing it for succession purposes, you let the guy know who's about to get it. Hey, I'm going to put you in this position in a few weeks. Get ready. It all seems... So if you want to go... If you want to go conspiracy theory... Be available. Here. So let's go conspiracy Don't theory. Don't travel. Yes. <laughs> let's go conspiracy theory here, Charlotte. right? Well, this is where we started the show. I, want, I mean, a lot of questions here, Chad. So Brady... Uh, decides to come back but doesn't want to work for Bruce Arians. Again, I'm going conspiracy right. theory. Says it, tells everyone that. Then they work out a trickle of news plan. Okay, Brady comes back. Great. Everything status quo. Bruce Arians, uh, you're, you know when he agreed to come back, you're going to retire. Retire, in mm-hmm. quotations. But we're going to wait to put that out so it doesn't out our quarterback yep. for coming back and then you immediately retire where they can connect the dots. It's going to be Todd Bowles. That's who we want. Not just Arians. I think the organization wanted Todd Bowles. 
but we're going to wait to inform him until right before you make the announcement. That way he's surprised. Normally, If you wanted to go with that, the, timeline, the, coaches, the timeline works out. The coaches are chatting before things happen. Normally. Paul, when, when did – yeah. Yeah, when did Chuck Cecil get his contract extension? It was like a couple of weeks before Fisher stepped down. Yeah, maybe two weeks. Just coincidence. Days. You think you think Cecil no. didn't know that was that was coming? No, Cecil definitely knew it was coming. Exactly, I mean, it was all a big scam. That's my point. Uh, you know, it, it, these if you're doing this based on success, my my whole thing is that the whole timeline is odd, um, and I don't think there was really any ill intent in, in having Todd Bowles as the head coach. That's not what I'm getting at here. But to, to, to say that he's been planning this for months and to only tell the guy, hey, you're about to be the guy, and he's in New Jersey and Charlotte. Like, if I, you know, if I'm in a position and I want Chad to get it or I want Paul to get it, I'm going to make sure they're not in Arizona visiting the Grand Canyon when the, when the news comes out. I'm trying to find the name of the guy, and I failed today. I'll make sure to mention it tomorrow. Who, who had the inside track on this, who reported the rift, uh, the, the stuff about Arians and Leftwich and, and Brady and all of that, never minding whether that's right or not, but he said he was the guy who said that Arians was maybe going to do this. And he was the only guy that said it. So he deserves a lot of credit. He, he, he really saw what was coming. Congratulations, John McClain. Bravo, he retires General. after 47 years at the Houston Chronicle. He doesn't retire from this show. He'll be back with us on Tuesday. Hope you're back with us tomorrow. Full Final Four preview. We'll be heading to New Orleans and much more on tap for Outkick 360 across the Outkick Network. I tell you what John McClain doesn't do down there in Houston. He doesn't block the box, and he sure as hell locks his lock. <laughs>